the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Later, we'll be on Apple Podcasts and TalkLawRadio.com. You can also stream live at www.930amtheanswer.com. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information today should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. New businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and we can represent those who face problems from lack of planning, like in probate, guardianships, breach of contract, and real estate disputes. Check out our blog at Marquardt Law Firm to read about searching for a lost will and planning for a vacation. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to talk about the law on the radio. Please forgive us our sins, our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing and failing to do your will. Please help Afrin Edwards and me Remind our listeners about what makes people living in other countries dream about living in the United States. And give good information to the listeners about starting and operating a UPS franchise today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me, talk about the law on the radio. Today, it's going to be a great show. have with me Afrin Edwards, who is going to talk about her journey to the United States and starting and operating a UPS store franchise and living the American dream. Afrin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Todd, for having me. Um, It's been great. Um, My name is Afrin Edwards. I am the owner of the UPS store at Leon Springs, and I'm happy to share with you guys today about my journey. Awesome. Okay, let's start with where are you from? Um, I'm from Iran, um, and we came here to the United States in 2013. Okay, when you say we, who do you mean? Uh, My family, my mom, my dad, and my siblings, brother and sister. Okay. What are some of the differences between there and here in San Antonio? Um, well, back home, um, 
we really didn't have a lot of opportunities that I see here in the U.S. Um, I had my um, bachelor's degree in statistics for about 10 years, but I was just sitting around the house and not doing anything because there was no job opportunities. Because it was a Muslim country and we weren't Muslim, we really could not have any jobs. Um, so that was triggered us because uh, we were brothers and sisters and we were the same age and we had the same problems. So we just um, try, we decided to come to the U.S. Um, and um, see the opportunities and take it. Who told you about the U.S. and its opportunities? Um, well, um, there is a program that there is an organization that helps uh, people like us living in the Muslim country but not being Muslim, help them to create a case and come to the U.S. And um, about the opportunities, everybody knows about the U.S., everybody knows about the American dream, but it's just the way if you can actually get to it and um, get to get to your dream and make it come true. Yeah. But your dad had been to the U.S. before. Yes. My dad had been here in the 70s. He got his petroleum engineering uh, degree, um, I believe, in Wyoming um, University. Um, then he, when he went back to visit his family, it was exactly the same timing that the revolution happened. Uh, all the uh, airports were closed, so oh. he couldn't actually get back here. Oh, wow. So that what happens with all the, uh, however many years the war was and everything else, he just stayed there, mm -hmm. um, and he could not come here till uh, this opportunity that we got, and we came to the U.S. after about, I want to say, 40 years. Wow. So and was he pretty excited that y'all wanted to come? He was actually really excited about all the things. Since the 70s, I know it was a lot of um, huge difference from back then and now, but he was excited and he knew about the opportunities and not having the limit and you can do whatever you want. So he was pretty excited and he was really supportive to bring us here. So tell us a little bit about how the education works. Um, in high school, you have to take a test. Tell us about yes. that. So when you're in high school, you have to prepare for about your complete four years of high school, you're basically just training, going classes after classes after school um, to get prepared for a big test after your fourth, fourth years of um, high school to get to the university. You take that test based on your test. They tell you where to study and what to study. So you, you take it, your score determine what major you're taking. You can't really pick and choose of what you're going to study. And and they told you to study statistics. Yes, that <laughs> was based on my score. <laughs> yes. And you you got a degree in statistics. Yeah, I did, but it was, I feel like it was torture four years uh, because you're not, you don't really want to study that. I mm -hmm. was more into computers and I really wanted to do something like that, not to mm -hmm. study statistics. <laughs> That's really interesting. It reminds me of the B movie. You remember the B movie? It's um it's about bumblebees and and the fact that human beings are stealing honey from the bees. Have you seen it? I have not. Oh, you should. It's like a parallel story of of what you went through. Interesting. So the bees are told what jobs they're supposed to have and there's this one bee that thinks that he can decide and so at the end of the movie the reason I like it so much is he becomes a lawyer oh that's <laughs> okay so that that's a terrific story um so far and we're going to talk more about uh what it was like for you when you got to the U.S. um but I just wanted to remind our listeners what we're talking about today is basically the American dream and Afrin Edwards and, and her journey from Iran to the United States and starting up a business uh, with her siblings uh, at the UPS store.
Okay, so you had to do some immigration stuff to get here, um, but we're not going to talk about all those details. Um, When we come back from the break, um, will you share a little bit more about um, why it was such a a troubling experience living in a Muslim country but not being the majority Muslim population? Okay, so thank you for joining us today. It's going to be a great show. Stay tuned. for yourself or your home. Without powers of attorney, your loved ones will be forced to the world of court battles and guardianship lawsuit to declare you to be incapacitated. Better yet, ask about a living trust containing your instructions about where you want to live, how you want to be taken care of if you have a heart attack, stroke, or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquart, here with Afrin Edwards, talking about her journey to the United States to realize the American dream. Before the break, Afrin, we talked about um, your education and how you were sort of forced to go into statistics, uh, because that's just how the education system was set up over there in Iran. Um, what other challenges did you face um, because you were in a, a predominantly Muslim country but, but not being a Muslim? So not being part of the majority of the people, the religion-wise, um, we weren't allowed to work because we're not Muslim and we didn't have that chance to actually get a job. So um, – the other stuff... Um, In the U.S., we call that discrimination. Yes, actually. When we came here and we saw that you can be you without what you believe in mm-hmm. and who you are, it's been great. You, you can actually do what you want. Mm-hmm. As long as you really want it, go for it. But back home, you have to be part of a certain certain people, certain religion to actually get to what you want. So I had my bachelor's degree for about 10 years, and I wasn't allowed to work because you had to kind of prove that you're, you're Muslim. And mm-hmm. uh, we have, if you're part of that part of the country, we had different type of names and last names. It, it was obvious that we weren't Muslim. Oh, really? Yes. Um, so even if you lie, basically, mm-hmm. he, they can actually tell that, yeah, you're, you're just lying. Mm-hmm. And that was the challenge that we were going through. And the religious people, they, they call us something like, it doesn't really make sense in English, but at back home they call you kind of the little, little translation as dirty person. Um, they don't touch you. They don't um, eat with you. They don't want to work with you. They don't want to touch your stuff. Um, it was getting really uh, – the more that the, we, grew, we grew up in this, but still it was it bothered, very painful yeah. Yeah. to see that. Um, and it was actually triggered us when we got older, um, and we just didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, and I'm sure that your parents wanted something better for you. Yes, and they dealt with it their, their entire life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was very it's, – it's, painful every time we think about it it's just painful well thank you for sharing yeah thank you it helps to remind us like me i've i've only known the u.s i i did i have traveled a little bit outside but i didn't have to experience anything like that so all the freedom that that i have i just sort of take it for granted that um that's the way it is but then i hear your story and it's really exciting to me that 
that you got to go from a bad place to a good place and and you know the big difference that it was and and how great it is here i think there's americans that forget that you know the way that we have set up things here the political system and the education system that it works well right yeah <laughs> And and your siblings, they're they're happy being here as well. Very happy, yeah, with our business and going to school here, and it's been great, wonderful. Tell tell us about that. When you first got here, you went back to school. Yes. So when I came here, um, well, but back home, basically in school, they teach you English, but your vocabulary is not enough. Mm-hmm. When we came here. <laughs> We know more grammar than vocabulary. So when I came here, I could not even speak a sentence. Like, it was really hard to put together the, the words mm-hmm. to make a sentence. So when we worked, it was just step-by-step learning. And then when we got to the point that I could actually, because we had to be here for about a year, and then we were able to go to school. Oh, okay. So when got to that point, and I saw myself, oh, my God, yeah, I need to do something about my English. So I thought, hey, I'm just going to go to school. So I started um, uh, San Antonio College mm-hmm. um, and got my um, associate degree in business administration. Um, I loved it, but it was a lot of work, obviously, with my full-time jobs. And I had actually two jobs at that time and, and school. But then I, and now I'm very satisfied and happy because my English has been, it's been great. Yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> really tell. So you went to San Antonio College yes. and got got your degree while working and and then sometime after you arrived you learned about the UPS store. Yes, we actually very randomly heard about it from our local UPS store by our apartment that there is an open house for UPS store. And so we attended that they were talking about the opportunity franchise opportunity. And we actually really liked the model and how the business worked, and we just gave it a chance. We saw, we are like, okay, we're just going to fill out an application and see what's going to happen. And um, we were actually tired of working retail, so, mm-hmm. but we still own retail. <laughs> yeah. Well, when it's your own, it's different, yeah. right? Uh, and then, um, so we did, it took about a year. Um, would go through all the background checks and financial checks and all that. But then when we got into it, I loved it. I still love it till this day. It's been, we started in 2016, and it's been wonderful. I love interaction with people. I love talking to people. It's, it's, it's really good. So what would you say is, is the business mission? My mission right now is to get my store, the number one store in San Antonio and Bernie. Right now it's number two, so we're not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, this is, like, the goal that we're going for. So the But the store that you started was over there on uh, Days of Allah. Days of Allah, yeah. Yes, that one is the one I started uh, with my siblings, Um it wasn't in a really good condition when we took over, but then we um, started talking to the neighborhood and talking to other businesses around and um, invited people to come to our store and see us. So they were excited that it was actually family-owned and we didn't have employees and it was just us siblings working. We got a really good response from our neighborhood. We grew that store and we grew our revenue. We doubled our revenue, and we got to the point that it was act- actually acceptable for the UPS store franchise. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they were excited about that. Yes. So tell us some of the, the secrets that you think that you employed to increase the, the productivity of the store. Um, first, I think listening to every single customer and, and helping them accordingly was the secret sauce. It's I think sometimes we as a retail, or I always call it the other side of the counter, mm-hmm. we think people don't know anything. And they just asking for a lot of 
things that we're not supposed to tell them or we're not supposed to do. But then when you educate people, they're to the point like, oh, yeah, you're right. So let's do this instead of what I'm asking. Mm -hmm. So educating people and listening to them and talking to them, actually, it's been helping us a lot. Just educating people is a lot. Yeah. So for the listeners that don't know everything the UPS store does, let's uh, outline some of that. Um, So we do a lot of printing. Uh, We do designing, graphic designing, and we do notary and shredding. What do you print? We do business cards, flyers, brochures, posters and banners and signs. Literally everything that needs ink and paper, we can print. Oh, okay. Yes. And and we help a lot of small businesses to uh, start up as well with some of our um, printing and marketing materials that we offer. Uh, we do notary and shredding. We do faxing copies. Um, we have mailboxes that small businesses can actually use as their mailing address. It's a physical address. And, of course, we do packing and shipping. Okay, so let's talk about what happened last year during the pandemic. Uh, how was uh, your business affected by that? So I don't know if I want to call it a blessing because it was during the pandemic, but uh, our business boomed through the pandemic because nobody could do any kind of online shipping. Um, Amazon wasn't accommodating the shipments. Um, Any other websites could not accommodate any kind of shipping. Um, And then we had a lot of people like going to HEB, buying stuff, essentials for their families in, in other states and then ju- they were shipping them to them and oh. it was from groceries to like paper towels and stuff like that and literally we had people like especially we have moms that their kids were stuck in california or new york and they could not get out of the house and they were like buy every single thing as far as like meat goes oh, wow. <laughs> beans anything that you think of just shipping to them Okay, so you do a lot of shipping. And so has that slowed down then? Um, so during the pandemic, we had a lot of shipping but no printing. Um, right now, it's kind of uh, printing coming up, and then the shipping is going down, but they're they're balanced right now. Yeah. So you, your business can kind of measure what the economy is doing. Exactly. <laughs> more printing means more Businesses, businesses getting back out there marketing their services. That's right. Okay. Yes. Which is really good to see businesses opening up and working back again. Yeah. If you had to start a packing, shipping, and printing store from scratch, how would it be different? Or how is how do you think it's better to have the, the UPS franchise. So the franchise, especially in San Antonio, our franchisee area, they're on top of everything. They lay out everything for you. You have a support team that always there for you. So it's like you don't have to really reinvent the wheel. It's already there. You just need to use it. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that I love about our, our franchise because it's there. You have a lot of guides. You have a lot of people that help you. It, it's wonderful. Um, but I think if you want to start from scratch, you have to do everything yourself. You have to think about everything. You have to do the marketing yourself. You don't have a resource. You don't have people that help you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have, I want to say, the name. Right. Because that's what draw people to you. You know, I was um, researching the UPS store, and uh, I heard a guy on a video say that it used to be mailboxes, et cetera. Yes. Did you learn that? Yes. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Yes. And and UPS bought them out, and then it's been UPS store for a long time. Yes. Uh, and the name rec- recognition, that's part of what you think helps. Yes, absolutely. And they provide training yes. when, when you were getting started. What, yes. what is that like? So you do... Um, a week training in store, and then you go to the headquarter, which is in San Diego, two two weeks there, and then you come back another week and uh, in store training. So about a month training, but it's totally worth it. Um, you basically learn all the essentials that you need in your business. 
of course, when you get in the business, you just think that you don't know anything, but it's there. You have books, you have videos, you have um, a lot of um, um, website training or mm-hmm. online training, better say, that you can, you can use and you can get to that point that you be confident to run your business. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. We're going to take another break. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk about some franchise stuff, and then we'll get into the American dream. What does that mean? If you want to call us here at the station, give us your story about your American dream, uh, call us at 210-308-8867 or toll-free 866-308-8867. This is Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. If you want to call in and talk to us about your story, you can reach us here in the station today, Saturday, August 21st at 210-308-8867 or toll-free 866-308-8867. We were talking about Afrin Edwards and her journey to the U.S. and starting a new UPS store. So, Afrin, tell us, um, you mentioned that you you took an old store and you made it better. Tell us about some of the awards that you've been receiving for your good work. Um, So every year, based on your revenue, um, there is a level um, that UPS store gives you a badge for. Um, It's bronze, silver, gold, platinum, and diamond. Uh, for the other store, it was like way under water that it was really bad. So we, the first store, we got it to bronze, and then hopefully this year it's going to be to silver. But my um, Leon Springs store, it's been amazing. Uh, we got gold last year. We got platinum last year, actually. And hopefully we can get to diamond this year. Um, so... Uh, different different type of stores, different um, neighborhood, but um, it's the work that you put in it really matters. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what types of businesses would you say are your best customer? I want to say as long as you're a small business um, and you operate um, not with a corporate, you're going to be a great customer for us because we can help you with all of your printing um, with all of your marketing materials from your business cards, flyers, brochures, everything, literally everything that a small business needs uh, to promote their business, uh, we can do it. Okay. How about on shipping? What types of businesses Um, do most shipping? A lot of uh, the um, online boutiques, um, people that sell stuff online, uh, we help those a lot. We have actually, believe it or not, a lot of constructions um, businesses that they ship blueprints and stuff like that or, or parts that they need, we ship those a lot. Um, but basically, we do help anybody that wants to ship anything. It's personal or business. So for Christmas or Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are fun. For the holidays, mm-hmm. those are fun days. Uh, we do a lot of uh, packing and shipping for those times, yes. Okay, so you help with packing. Mm-hmm. Are there certain standards that need to be met? Yes. So for the packing, we actually take training for that to see how uh, bubble wrap, how to pack the things. And the one thing that the UPS stores offer, we call it pack and ship guarantee. If we package it up for you and you value the item to the value that it actually worth, Mm -hmm. if anything happens to it, breaks, damage, lost, anything like that, no question asked, they give you that money back. Oh. Uh, so it's an awesome uh, feature that we offer mm-hmm. to our customers that if this thing is really important to you, have us pack it, value it for the amount that you think it's worth, and, and then it's all covered. Yeah, when, when I've tried to ship things from the post office, 
I'm always worried, like, did I pack it Mm -hmm. properly? Because I think sometimes they say, no, you can't use that box. No, you can't put that in there. Uh, You can't put that tape on there. And so, you know, I don't do that for a living. It would be nice to have some help. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I don't want to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, one more thing. Going back to your uh, experience here in the U.S., um, there's a lot of talk about immigration uh, politically, and and so I I just want to ask what your experience has been with with Native uh, Americans here who have grown up in the United States, have you experienced any discrimination because somebody can tell that you're from out of town? I want to, I don't want to say it's discrimination. It's just people not knowing who you are and, or what's going on in the world. Um, a couple of times I had incidents like that. Um, a couple of days ago, a customer came in and she asked me, um, if I can read Spanish. And I said, no, I'm not even sp- Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she was like, well, then where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Iran. I'm Persian. And she said, I can't even hear your accent. Why? <laughs> I mean, it's just like questions I get. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. like. <laughs> so you just have to answer questions about it. Yeah. But it doesn't really bother you that But it much. doesn't really bother me. Actually, when people say I, they can't hear my accent, I'm like, oh, nice. It means my English is getting better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I haven't really seen discrimination, If um, and I, I, I love it here because I see a lot of people from different countries, different cultures that they get along. Um, and I haven't seen anything bad about this. Good. Yeah. And I love it. That's what makes me give me more confidence to do what I do mm-hmm. yeah I love it so but besides the uh, running of a business and and having the freedom here in the US um, wh- what else do you like about um, society here um, well a lot of opportunities like I said like um, there is no limitation um, people are happy um, they do like what we do is usually um, run for a cause. I love that. Like here, people do that all the time, and we didn't have such a thing back home. Oh, it's, okay. It's awesome. You like to do charity work? Yes, a lot. You're involved in the community. What other yes. things do you do in the um, community? We do um, sponsor our schools in our area, um, help them with their uh, programs. Um, attend every single community events that happens, um, support small businesses around us, um, and just welcome our neighborhood to our store and our business. Okay. Besides your work, what else are you passionate about? Uh, I love cooking and working out. And right now I am training to be a health coach, just combining those two together to help everybody else to transform their, their health. And their lifestyle. And how did you get interested in that? Um, I, I've been always eating healthy and working out, but then I tried a, a program uh, with Optavia Company, and really interesting how they can actually help you to learn habits of health. So that's what motivated me to help everybody else with that. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk a little bit about the American dream. I I've always heard that and so I I wanted to find out where did that phrase come from. And uh so I typed it into Google and uh Google comes up with a a site that says the original concept of the American dream was coined by writer and historian James Truslow Adams in his uh best-selling 1931 book called Epic of America. He described uh, the dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each according to their ability or achievement. 
That's exactly what you were describing. Yeah, exactly right. There's also uh, a professor from the University of London uh, named Sarah Churchwell. She wrote that over time the phrase American Dream has come to be associated with upward mobility and enough economic success to lead a comfortable life. Historically, however, the the phrase represented the idealism of the great American experiment. So I'm looking forward to getting that book <laughs> from 1931 oh, wow. to read more about uh, what James Truslow Adams said about the American dream. Okay, um, now I'd like to talk a little bit about the a fr- the franchise system. I have to say something about the law, sure. and there's there's laws about franchises um, because uh, way back when I don't know when it started, uh, there were some bad franchises that would promise to do all of these things, the training and the advertising, and and then not follow through with it. So a lot of the the franchise law is. Uh, focused on disclosures. So you probably, when when you were first looking into it, had to read a very long document about um, at their actual statistics, successful stores, uh, stores that closed that weren't successful. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, And did, did any of that confuse you or did... I guess being in statistics, you you understood all of it. It was confusing at the beginning, but now that I'm in the business, actually, I can see why some of the stores, they don't do good Mm -hmm. because they don't follow the system. Okay. That's exactly it. If you follow the system, it's It's like a recipe and you're a cook, so you know how to follow the recipe. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, well, we're going to take one last break. When we come back, we'll talk about legacy and uh, Afrin Edwards and her journey to the United States and the American dream. Stay tuned. care for yourself or your home. Without powers of attorney, your loved ones will be forced to the world of court battles and guardianship lawsuit to declare you to be incapacitated. Better yet, ask about a living trust containing your instructions about where you want to live, how you want to be taken care of if you have a heart attack, stroke, or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're talking about the American dream today and franchise law because Afrin Edwards started a UPS store franchise here a few years ago, and she's been doing well with it and been telling us about her experience. Uh, a franchise it has a contract between the franchisor like the UPS store, that would be the the parent company franchisor, and then uh, Afrin would be the franchisee. So they have a contract together, and the the franchisor promises to deliver training and advertising and and help in running the business, and the franchisee promises to pay a royalty, right? That's correct. Okay, and... So everything will work out, like Afrin said before the break, as long as you're following the system. Um, Sometimes, though, uh, there's a breakdown in communication or uh, there's a breakdown in uh, unmet expectations, and that's when a breach of contract lawsuit could occur. And so um, when the franchisee leaves says, I'm not going to do the franchise anymore. Um, I read about a lawsuit where the the franchisor 
filed a lawsuit against the franchisee for uh, trademark infringement because they were still trying to copy the franchise somehow and and run the business. And the franchisor said, hey, that's not fair. If you're not going to pay us the royalty, you can't use our services, our, our materials, or even our trademark. Another lawsuit that came up between a franchisor and a franchisee um, came about because of the pandemic. So there was a, a franchisee out in New York that was going to start a business right when the pandemic was coming along, and and then bam, the economy shut down, and they couldn't. They had already signed the contract, but they couldn't really operate or do anything because of the constraints on uh, social distancing and not. Um, going out in public, and so the the franchisee said, "Well, it's not fair to hold me to that contract because uh, this all of this was unforeseen." So we call that the the force majority clause in the contract, where basically it's an act of God that caused uh, both parties to suffer from not being able to meet their expectations. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I did hear a lot of those clauses trying to be exercised during the pandemic. It just so happens that there was one case that involved a franchise as well. Another case involved um, a shuttle service for, like, taking people to the airport. And um, one of the, uh, the franchisees... Um, filed a lawsuit that said, uh, hey, I'm not really a franchise. I'm really your employee. And so there's there's a distinction there between em- employee and independent contractor and owner. So some companies might not describe things or have a system and process in place that's, that's quite franchise enough and and so when you're starting what you think to be a franchise you have to really be sure that you have the independence to run the business because basically you you hire your own employees whenever you want to you're you're independent for the most part how would you describe that so basically for in-store we have independence like we can do we can hire our uh, employees we can uh, market outside the store we Mm -hmm. can do our own local marketing however for the in-store marketing um it's it's really uh you have to use their own signage and basically how you describe it if you go to any other mcdonald's Mm -hmm. um they don't serve you pizza Right. They, everybody <laughs> serve you the same thing, mm-hmm. right? So that's how they want to keep it. It's this is like the brand. You have to present represent the brand very well. That's how when it comes to the restrictions some owners think that it's restrictions, mm-hmm. but it's not really cuz they already give you all the marketing. They give you in, in sign, signage for in store, mm-hmm. how to use them, how to um actually display them. But um other than that, you you do you you do you. So you appreciate you, having those yes. that guidance, and you're always going to do packing and shipping and business services yes. and printing, yep. because every UPS store has that. Yes. Okay, so now that you're a business owner, um, you have your you've been following your passion. Uh, what do you want people to remember after you're gone? What do you want your legacy to be? Hopefully they remember me as an honest and caring person. Um, this is the, I always make sure that everybody knows that I care about them. And wow, really that's, that's really unique. Usually we don't talk about that as uh, business owners. For the, as far as like the business goes, still honest business owner. Mm-hmm. It's it's all. It, this is my goal 
to everybody remember me as that. So. Do you have some raving fans that you think will always remember I you? I do, actually. Um, I do have raving fans. And this all comes from all the relationships that I have with my customers in my store, talking to them, listening to them, following up with them with things that they tell me, and remembering them every time and recognizing them every time they come to the store. Okay, well, that's a good um, strategy to use um, that's authentic because Mm -hmm. you really like people. Yes, I do. So some of the legal things that I think about for a a business owner are um, will you want to sell your business someday? And so there's uh, transactions that lawyers help with to to make sure that the, the business gets sold correctly and uh, that the the seller is protected, or if you're representing the buyer, that the buyer is protected, and or passing down the business to uh, a beneficiary, or if you want to keep the business in in the family. Uh, I forgot to mention it, but uh, I wanted to emphasize that you really had a family-run business, and I, I wondered what that was like the dynamic between you and your sister and your brother? Were you able to work with each other without getting angry and upset with each other? Actually, we did really good. <laughs> I mean, you get to that point, sometimes you're frustrated or a situation mm-hmm. happens, but um, but other than that, we're always supportive of each other and always work together and never had a problem. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so in my practice, I'm always trying to help people uh, tax efficiently, protect and preserve their assets, reduce family conflict, and maximize their benefits. And sometimes in family-run businesses, that's that's difficult because even though um, people grow up with the same parents, they have really different personalities and they have different opinions about the way things should go. And so I think uh, aside from the legal stuff with uh, having a family-run business, um, you really have to work on working together, coming up with some common ideals and values. Yeah, I think communication is the key. Um, If you just do what you want and not talk to everybody else about it or get at least a little bit of, not permission, but at least talk it out. Mm-hmm. Tell them what's going on and what you want to do, and then see what they say. Have That's, some yeah. consensus, I guess. Yes. I was uh, listening to a podcast that Jerry Seinfeld did. Have Have you ever watched Seinfeld? Yes, I love it. Um, yeah, it's a classic. Well, he was talking about um, working with the same group of people for like ten years. Mm-hmm. How hard must that have been? And he said that he worried about it a lot. And so any time somebody even looked like that they were the least bit upset, he would confront them and say, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. We have to work this out. And, and we're not going anywhere until it's worked out. Yeah. And he said that was the whole um, trick in getting to uh, work with the same people for so many years. Yep. Exactly. Sounds like you did the yeah. same thing. Exactly. If yeah. you have a problem, we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So business owners that are passing down their business to their beneficiaries, uh, you do that with either a will or a trust or with a, a family limited partnership. And there's things that you have to think about in making that happen. Some of your beneficiaries might not want to be in the business. And how do you equalize that if you give a whole business to one person and and maybe are you going to give money to the other person? Um, some clients of mine will focus on making things equal. Other clients will say, no, this is the way it's going to be fair. And so fair is not always equal, but some people think that equal is always fair. (laughs) But if you have one beneficiary that needs more, has more requirements, 
then maybe you want to provide more for that person. Or maybe you think somebody deserves more because they've worked harder. I had one client who had a child that worked in the business. I had, uh, and he had another child that didn't work in the business. And he said, well, he's put all this work into it already. So part of the the success of the business is uh, owed due to, to his efforts. So it's good to work with an attorney when you're thinking about passing the business down or when you're thinking about selling or even when you're thinking about buying a business. You want to make sure you understand what your rights and responsibilities are, what your opportunities and threats are going to be. Afrin, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. It took a lot of courage for you to talk about some of these things. And, yes. And you did it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us today on Talk Law Radio, uh, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. If you missed part of the show, uh, look us up on Apple Podcasts or on TalkLawRadio.com. Have a great weekend. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.